Welcome to the Engineering Emotions and Energy Podcast, where you can relax, recharge, and reconnect. And now, your host, Justin Wink. Today, I'm talking about following your heart and updating you on my adventures and travel so far. From Belize to now, I'm recording this in beautiful, sunny Cancun, overlooking the lagoon from my room and there's a giant Ferris wheel that I can see. Things are going great. It's been amazing because I've been learning to follow my heart and what feels right and not necessarily what makes the most logical sense. In Belize, I was on a seven-day liveaboard scuba adventure, effectively, where seven nights was spent on a boat and that boat is out off the coast of Belize. I think we're mostly around 25 plus miles going to these little atolls and off these little islands. And we only got about uh, an hour and a half where we were not on the boat or in the water scuba diving. I think there was an opportunity to do about 25 dives in the week, which was about five four to five dives each day, which if you haven't scuba dove before, or even if you have, that's a shit ton of dives. Even though it's like, oh my gosh, in paradise, it's beautiful out, got the sea, and get to go and enjoy these beautiful underwater seascapes of corals of various colors. I mean, they're just gorgeous. The, you know, from black to reds, Nickelodeon orange even, these purples, iridescent purples, just amazing. And then the variety of sea life, the different types of fish, which is not my specialty, but like trumpet fish, tarpon, which is this like giant silvery looking thing, barracudas, sharks, octopus, which is at night, and night dives is a completely other world. It's very otherworldly. Uh, if you listen to my, how I described last year's adventure where there was the string of pearls. There was no string of pearls this time, yet still I got to see some really amazing things. I don't think last trip I saw a squid, but I got a chance to see squid at night and they're just beautifully flowing, iridescent and kind of eerie and just almost like not of this world to actually see a squid in its natural environment and to see multiple squid together. One of the most interesting uh, experiences was to be swimming with sharks because this is something I didn't experience so far is to have reef sharks. If you're not familiar with a reef shark, picture any logo of a sports team called a shark. And uh, if it's not explicitly a great white shark, it's probably going to look like a reef shark, just a badass hunting machine looking type shark that looks like it's just going to kill and go fast and go for what it wants. That's what a reef shark looks like. And there were multiple of these on just about every single dive. The dive masters, they tell you, hey, you're going to see these. They're just a little curious. They're not going to hurt you. So no need to worry. Yeah, There is something about that first time where you're like, holy shit, that is a big freaking shark. The heart rate gets going while breathing, yet when you're scuba diving, one of the important things is to remain calm, keep your heart rate low, keep your breath steady. Why? So you don't run out of air underwater. So it really is a practice of really checking in with, okay, there's the possibility that the shark could eat me, yet if I let that fear, that anxiety get a hold of me, 
that's going to create a really real possibility that's much more likely to happen of running out of air. Even though there's plenty of air, you just about always have lots of reserves and you plan to get back way before you get close to it. It's still just part of the training, part of the awareness. Part of why I've really gotten to enjoy scuba diving is because it's feedback of your state of mind in real time with that air gauge. And after a while of swimming with the sharks, even though they're still wonderful and beautiful, they become less scary because you're just like, oh, okay, they're not here to bother me. I'm not here to bother them. Let me just appreciate. They're probably appreciating me. And it just becomes part of this really gorgeous, beautiful experience. And so you might be thinking like, okay, Justin, what's what's the problem? Like you're in this beautiful part of the world doing this amazing activity. What What could go wrong? Some of the things that we're kind of going against what I'm going to refer to as as my heart, which is basically most of us are majority in our head, just our thoughts. We like to think that we're living a very logical life and that we can plan it out 10 years in advance and go, this is the plan. If I follow the plan, things are going to work out. And here are the reasons why. And logically, everything is all good, all great, all wonderful. Yet there's another part of us. There's other aspects of us. And one of those aspects is kind of our, our heart. And this is sort of tied to our emotions and what we're going to feel. And the heart also has things that it wants and needs. And it's a little bit tied to also your physical self, your body. So on some levels, you might feel physical pain. uh, But on other times, you might be feeling emotional pain. And these are here to guide you. They're not a punishment. It's not like you're doing something quote unquote wrong. It's just an indication that maybe you're doing something that's not the most effective for you, that you might not be getting the experience in this life that you really truly desire that just hasn't bubbled up into your logical thinking brain awareness. It's a fact that there's more than just the neurons in the brain, in the body. Our body has the ability to sense and to sort of take in information and provide feedback on that information that's beyond just what is in our brain. In fact, I believe it's somewhere around number of neurons equivalent to like a mouse brain spread around the gut area, which is some of these, some of these phrases that have been around, like had a gut feeling, follow your heart. They're, they're, they're not just out of nowhere. There's some wisdom there. And there's a reason why these sayings have been around for a long, long time and continue to be with us because there is some wisdom. So not everything old is superstitious mumbo jumbo necessarily. And not everything new is necessarily good for us. It really is all about using all aspects of ourselves to sort of discern what from the old is still beneficial now and what maybe is, you know, new, maybe is not so good for us. Maybe is somebody has some ulterior motive that is not for our highest and best right now. And ultimately, you're the only one that's going to be able to tell that. This is why it's important to, if there's something going on in the body or something going on emotionally where it's just like, this just doesn't feel good to go like, maybe there's something else I should be doing. And it might not make a logical sense at that time. Yet what I've found, and I know you're going to find it too, and it's going to get really easy, is that when you look back, you're going to be like, that made perfect sense why I was feeling that way because I just wasn't meant to be doing that or having that experience. And now I get to do this. This is so much better. I had no idea that it could get even better than what I was based off of my 
very logical brain only plan. Because I believe Einstein is the one attributed the quote, not sure if it's 100% his quote, but the quote is true nonetheless, that a problem cannot be solved from the plane of which it was created. So if you're having a problem while you're in your thinking brain, it's not going to get solved while you're in your thinking brain. It's got to go to the emotional level or maybe even beyond that, maybe just the level of uh, pure consciousness, quiet, and then can allow sort of uh, things to get worked out and get those messages that come from your deep intuition. So what was going on on the scuba adventure? A couple things. One, scuba diving, there's a lot going on physically when you are scuba diving. For one, you're going down, you know, having several atmospheres of pressure on your body. And just the change in this is causing a big pressure change in your eustachian tubes in the ears. So there ends up being a lot of work that the ears and the sinuses have to undergo to be equalizing that pressure. A workout that maybe most people only get while they fly, yet it's not as big a delta compared to scuba diving. Then there's breathing an air mixture that we're breathing what is called nitrox, which is actually having a higher percentage of oxygen compared to what we're usually meant to be breathing. But it's also under higher pressure because when you go lower, everything's getting pressurized. And then there's just sort of the physical exertion of being surrounded by uh, water, which is at a lower temperature than the body. So even though it's at 84 degrees, our bodies are at about 96 degrees. And just being surrounded by water, which is able to wick away heat much faster than compared to air, it's going to result in... Uh, your body needing to work more to maintain its body temperature. So it's a very demanding, exhausting, even though it appears to be a very calm, mellow, chill type of thing. So there's that. And then with the liveaboard, the options for eating are very limited. So it's basically like it's a set menu. You can have what's available or you can just pass on it or have like pre-processed snacks. And then also people are having alcohol after the dives are complete. Drinking and diving do not mix, just like drinking and driving do not mix. For the most part, I had not been drinking for many, many months, yet there was just something about being here with this group of people, because there's 20 of us, actually 19 actually, the boat's capacity is 20 people. So the 19 people, and just about all of them are drinking, although there was one person not, I somehow go like, everybody's doing it. And I felt compelled to, well, let me have a little bit of the drinks and let me just eat what everybody else is eating. I just want to fit in. I just want to, you know, do what everyone else is doing. I want to do all the dives. I want to eat all the food and I want to have some of the, some of the fun drinks. Why can't I just be like everyone else? After uh, about two and a half days, I just became physically exhausted you would have thought I had a horrible, horrible flu with the amount of energy I had, yet I had no other symptoms other than I was tired and my ears were having incredible pain. I was like, well, I need to just not dive and I need to skip a meal and I need to skip the adult beverages and I need to just do what my body needs and give myself some rest and then use this opportunity when I'm feeling better I'll get back into diving and I'll be a little bit more mindful of what I'm going to eat, how I'm going to eat. Even though it was like challenging, even the staff sometimes is like, oh, how come you're not diving? Or why are you not, why are you not at lunch? And it's just like, 
I just don't want to be, period, end of story, no explanation needed. The heart doesn't need to explain itself. It just needs to allow you to go with it, to guide from it. And you might not be able to come up with a logical reason. You don't need to. You have my permission to, if there's some, some feeling of something you need to do or stop doing, just go with it. No is a complete sentence. And I want it because I want it is also a complete, coherent, perfectly valid thing to say, do, follow through on. And when I did that, I was feeling better. And I was able to enjoy the rest, the rest of the scuba, dive, scuba diving trip. And I was in a really good place when we did finally uh, reach the mainland. And one th- other thing that's very interesting about this adventure was zero connectivity for the entire week. This might be hard for many people to even comprehend. Well, the, my best friend Ed was having a real hard time with it because uh, he's like, oh, I need to you know, be in contact with my wife and my son, which I totally totally get but he was just getting really freaked out whenever he wasn't diving like oh somebody's got a a satellite text device that maybe i can get on and get a message out and and it's like wait dude we're in we're in beautiful paradise look at the palm trees on that island over there check out the dolphins that are just swimming by so it really is about there's always an opportunity to be distracted be anxious or to enjoy the moment and when I was able to start just enjoying the moment based off of what's best for me, things started to go really, really well. And then even when there ended up being a literal crazy storm after we had come into port and we still had to spend one more night on the boat while we're docked, like it was monsoon-like with crazy winds and torrential rains and things were getting blown overboard, yet everybody's belongings had already been put inside because everyone was getting ready to pack up in order to check out early the next morning anyway. Many people started losing their shit, going like, what's going on? How come there's there's nobody in charge telling us what's happening? And the power went out and people were freaking out, like, we should be compensated and they should take us to a hotel right away. And I was like, this is just happening right now in the tropics. Storms go for about an hour and then they pass. So you can even go to, to one of my social medias. I just posted the video. Um, so you might might have to you know go back in the, the history of my page or my feed a little bit. But I took a video of the carnage of this storm. And um, it's, it's just pretty amazing. Like you get experience, have the sound on. It's really cool. So Justin Wink, PhD on all the major socials. And you can see that video of the storm. And uh, effectively, I just popped out to take that video. And then I went back in to continue my packing. I had a fantastic night's sleep because I was in alignment with what works for me. And even if nature is storming, I don't need to be storming. I can stay calm in the storm. The Belize adventure was phenomenal. I'll definitely probably get some more scuba uh, pictures and other things up. Uh, so, you know, again, just make sure you're following Justin Wink PhD so you can check out those pictures, probably even some video at some point. So after Belize, come to Cancun. This is another example of the importance of following the heart. I, you know, get to Cancun, get get picked up, dropped off at, at my hotel, which was recommended because uh, one of the reasons, the, one of the big reasons I'm in Cancun and I don't think I've talked about this just yet, is uh, to get some dental work done. I need to get another gum tissue graft. And uh, 
decided, let me try out medical tourism because I've done this procedure before. It didn't work out so well, and I just wasn't having a good feeling about getting it done by another random periodontist in the States. So did my research, found a place in Cancun, which is just a short hop from Belize, literally a prop plane, <laughs> about an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, there was some turbulence on that ride that was crazy, yet there's a little bit of, hey, what, do you, what am I going to do? If the plane drops out of the sky, that drops out of the sky, so let me just breathe and stay as calm as I can. If it's whatever's meant to happen, happens, happens to be made it safely to Cancun. So the dental place recommend, recommended this hotel, and I just kind of went with it, and I was like, well, hey, this is like a really low-cost hotel. I can, I can afford the, the nicest room at the whole, the whole resort, which ended up being a suite right overlooking the ocean with a swim-up pool. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is awesome. Yet things just kept not going well. Like It would likely take me 10 minutes to describe all of the things that didn't go well from not being able to get towels because they have like a weird towel service that's closed and out of towels all the time, the food not being really very high quality or not having a lot of variety for the way I like to I like to eat to the service where I get sat at a table, I get up to go get food at the buffet, and I return, someone's taken, <laughs> literally taken my chair away. Um and then needing to get laundry done and asking how do I how do I do laundry and it taking over 24 hours talking to five different people to finally uh, get my laundry sent out. So at at some point I'm just like, what's going on? I guess I can make it for six more days at this place. I should just enjoy it because I'm on the I'm on the ocean. Things do not feel right here. I just I'm not. As hard as I try, I'm like, I'm doing my meditations, I'm doing exercise, I'm doing my best, but it's just, it's not feeling right. And things just keep not going my way. And, you know, I, I reach out to a couple friends after sitting with it. And after talking to one friend who was, she's met my friend Nita, actually, who is on the hundredth episode. She's like, Hey, after hearing all you've been through, why are you talking to me and not going to the front desk and seeing if you can check out and get your money, the rest of the money refunded go get yourself to a hotel that you're going to enjoy. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And I did exactly that. And they're like, yep. Okay. I mean, you have to pay for this night, but we can refund the rest. I'm like, all right, cool. And I go and I find uh, another hotel. It's Canopy by Hilton. I've been a Hilton person because I ended up buying a a timeshare over a decade ago, which I've since gotten out of. So I don't necessarily recommend it. Uh, if it works for you, it works for you. It worked for me until it didn't work for me. And anyway, I've have a lot of experience with the Hilton brand and for me, it works. I'm, I don't get anything. I don't care if you do Hilton or not, but I just, I just know for me, I'm going to have a certain baseline experience that I know I'm going to enjoy. So I, was able to get the rest of my stay here at this canopy by Hilton, which it's not on the beach yet. It's a beautiful building and it's got a rooftop pool and restaurant with the gorgeous views that I can see not only the ocean, but I can see all of the lagoon and you can see the sunset and they play music, which is just, just feels good. And the food is so fucking phenomenal. It is phenomenal. I'm telling you the, Food at this other place, which I do not recommend, 
but maybe it's for you, but it was not for me. It was called the Flamingo. Like the food here made the food that they serve at a carnival three-day booze cruise out of Long Beach makes that food seem like it deserves a Michelin star. That's, that's how much I did not enjoy the food at the previous resort. Whereas the food here, oh my gosh, it's just phenomenal. The, the quality, the presentation, I feel nourished. I feel like I'm, my body's being nourished, my soul's being nourished. It just feels so good uh, to be here. Things have just kind of been flowing, feeling better ever since I made the change to this new hotel, which is more in a line. Because logically, it's like, hey, Justin, just suck it up. Like, on paper, everything should be good. Like, who are you? Yet, it didn't feel good. And when I went towards what feels better, things start working out. And the next day, I had signed up. Actually, I checked into the new hotel. And then I went to one of these travel kiosks. Uh, you know, where they're like, hey, you want to do an adventure, do something fun? I'm like, what do you got? And they're like, well, we have this speedboat adventure thing with snorkeling. I'm like, well, I don't want to snorkel. Like, okay, you know how to snorkel, you can just do the the boat. I'm like, do I get to drive the boat? They're like, you can drive the boat. (laughs) So I did that adventure yesterday, and it was just incredible to be, drive my own speedboat, this, the guide has his boat, and so I'm following him, and we're going in the Caribbean Ocean Sea, whatever it's called, cruising around, seeing all the resorts, and then we head inland towards the towards the lake, and there ends up being these little canals of mangroves, and at one point, he takes me to like a spot, and he ties up his boat, and he's like, I'm getting on. I want to show you something special. Guides seem to love me in places like this, um, and he's like, Let me, all right. Drive careful. If it gets a little tight, just kill the engine. And I'm just going to, you know, grab onto the trees and guide the boat. And so we're going through. Like, this was a real-life jungle cruise, my friends. It was amazing. So we're going through it. I'm like, is the boat even going to fit through this thing? And then it opens up into this beautiful, serene lagoon where there, I can't, I can't see any hotels. I can't see any buildings. It's just nothing but nature, just the sounds of birds. And then he takes to to a spot and we park and he's like, that is the source of the water. There's a cenote down there, which is a freshwater well that's springing up natural fresh water. And I can see the water coming out. He's like, this is where the water is being fed into this, this system here. And then it's getting mixed, you know, with the ocean water. He's like, this is where I like to come with my family, bring some fish, cut it up, mix it with some things have some ceviche and just with my wife and my kid. And this is where I like to come. I've been coming to this area since I was a kid because my grandfather and my father, they used to, you know, always be around these canals. And so I know these canals back and forth and I usually don't take anyone here, but you, I just felt like I wanted to share this with you. And it was just so incredible and so amazing. And I know it's because I was following my heart moving away from that, one resort that didn't work with me to this other one. And so it's kind of like when we're in alignment, magic can really start to happen. We're just good things that you couldn't have planned. Like the guy literally asked me, Hey, my boss said, wherever you want to do, whatever you want, I'm supposed to, you know, do, do whatever you want. Where do you want to go? I literally could not even comprehend asking for something. Take me to a super secret spot in the middle of nowhere that just you have ever known about i wouldn't even know to ask for that yet it was given to me and so i'm gonna ask 
how often are you following your heart when you get a feeling or there's something in your body? Do you just logic it away and just kind of suck it up and force yourself through it, even though there's something like just doesn't feel quite right? Or is it possible that you could follow your heart a little bit more? And even though you're like, I don't know why this isn't working for me, but it's not working for me and just try anything different. And if you're like, I I think there is, but I'm not exactly sure how to do it. Please reach out. Like I'm here for you. So you'd find me on the social medias, go to my website, justinwink.com, you know, shoot me an email, connect with me and we can work on, you know, how to follow your heart. And that's also one of the things I do with my Tuesday 20 videos, which are on Facebook and YouTube and the recordings are there. So it's all things that are there to help you get more in touch with that heart side of you. that's going to let you do the things that truly spark joy, make you happy, make you love life, make you be enjoying things. Cause you might be going like, yeah, Justin, great. You're on an adventure doing all these cool things. Of course you're going to feel good. But that's the point of this episode was that there were multiple times I was not feeling good. I was not enjoying it because I was out of alignment with what was, you know, my body and my heart wanted. Yet, as soon as I get right back in, then I start enjoying it. So that can happen whether you're someplace amazing or someplace that maybe is just your mundane home. And so it can just be that little switch. So even if you're someplace where it's just like, well, this is boring, this is no good. If we can work together to get you into that place of alignment with your heart and with your body, I guarantee you that that everyday place is going to start to become a little bit more magical and good things are going to start to happen for you. That's all I got. In one hour, I'm going to my dental place to start my procedure. So I do encourage you to follow me uh, so that you can get the update on how that went. Because already, just from the consult, I've been super impressed by the doctor Um, just his insights, his plans. So I have uh, high confidence. I know this is going to turn out really well. Uh, And uh, I'm looking forward to sharing it with you so that you can have options to be living a great life and enjoying things. So thanks so much. Take care and good day. If you want to contact the show, email me at podcast at justinwink.com. That's Justin, W-E-N-C-K. And find me on social media, Justin Wink, PhD, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and YouTube. And if you want ways so that you can relax, recharge, and reconnect, find the Tuesday 20 every Tuesday at 12.05 p.m. Pacific. It's only 20 minutes, and it's going to get you relaxed, recharged, and reconnected. It's on YouTube, and it's on Facebook. So looking forward to seeing you there. 